Social Zoom Factor, episode 270. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Are you having to reinvent your brand to fit the new digital world and changing economy? Our new partner, Fiverr, wants to help you access the tools and support you need to succeed. Fiverr knows a little bit of help goes a long way, which is why they are launching Fiverr microgrants. Every month, up to three lucky small or medium-sized businesses will receive an extra boost in the form of $1,000 in Fiverr credits. Learn more and apply at pam.online slash And remember, there's two R's in Fiverr, pam.online slash F-I-V-E-R-R. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. All right, today we are continuing on our series of audience marketing, and this is a critical foundation for any business of any size, in any industry, in any niche, on any budget. You must know your audience. You must make sure that you have an audience first Marketing strategy is your foundation. And for today, we are talking about 10 things that you must know about your audience. Now, did you know the top three reasons that businesses fail with digital marketing is a lack of planning, a lack of patience, and they are not aligned to audience needs. Now, your first step is to make sure that you go download my brand new and free buyer persona worksheet pack. It includes editable templates for both B2B and B2C. So whether you're working in a business-to-business or a business-to-consumer market, I've got you covered. Go to themarketingnutswithaz.com slash Zoom buyer and you can go grab those free worksheets. Now, let's go ahead and dig right in to the 10 things you must know about your audience. Number one is who is your customer? And I, I want you to think deeper than just demographics, all right? Yes, we need to know who are they, how old are they, what is their education, where do they live, where do they work, but I want you to also be thinking about their lifestyle and their behaviors, uh, their attitudes. We refer to some of these things as psychographics. Why do they think the way they think? Where do they go for fun? But think about why do they do that? Where do they hang out online? Why do they hang out on LinkedIn? or Facebook, or Instagram, or Twitter, right? What conversations are they having and with who? Are they talking to your competition? Are they talking to your partners? What do those conversations look like? Are they casual? What are, what's the language and the lingo that they're using? You know, are they talking in all hashtags and acronyms or are 
they letting their words flow? You know, is it more professional? Is it casual? How are they engaging? And you want to know these things so that you can not only attract them so they want to pay attention to you, but so you can connect with them, right? Inspire, connect, achieve. Number two is what are their pain points? So what keeps them up at night and why are they experiencing this pain? Oftentimes, the reason that they have a pain is why they need your product or service. Now, I know if you are in a feel-good market, maybe you sell ice cream or you know you sell something that that it's really not a pain. There's not a painful reason that somebody needs your product. But you may be making somebody feel inspired and empowered and just make their belly feel good, but you still can get to their pain. You still can get to what is the reason, if they're an emotional eater, that they're going to want to go get ice cream, right? Maybe they're celebrating something with their family. So you still want to get into the head, no matter what type of market you're in, of what's driving that reason or that need and that pain. And what is the financial or the emotional or the life impact of the pain and how bad is it? Or maybe it's not bad. What happens if they don't get your help? What happens if they avoid solving the problem? What are the alternate solutions and products and services that they have to mitigate that pain? What if they don't find a solution to the pain? What happens? Will they mitigate it or reduce it themselves? Right? That's what you got to think about because those are the replacement products to what you offer. Number three, how exactly do you mitigate their pain? How do you make their pain go away? You know, maybe how are you solving pain they have in their business? What relief is it giving them for how long? Does it improve efficiencies? Does it help them sustain their business? Does it help them maybe increase the ROI, the return on investment for whatever it is they're investing in? Does it help them simplify their life or business? Does it help them better serve their customers and increase their own customer satisfaction if you're working in a B2B market? Does it help them better inspire and connect with their audiences, right? These are all things you need to be thinking about in regard to their pain. Now, on the flip side, number four, how can you inspire and empower them personally, and professionally. By this, we mean maybe does it give them hope? Does it help them have a better day? Does it make their family more at peace? Does it help them keep their job? Does it help them maybe live longer, give them more career opportunities? Or maybe they're, you know, I in that promotion at work and you can help them achieve that. Does it help them establish trust and authority in the industry that they work in or with their colleagues and their peers? Does it help them maybe get on, you know, a board they're looking to get on or, you know, fast track whatever the successes to whatever their goals are, right? That's why you want to understand what are they wanting to be inspired about? What are they wanting to be empowered for? Getting into the why. Why should somebody care about your content? Number five is how is your product or service positioned in the market? And 
to get to this, this is not something you're going to do overnight, right? You're going to need to do some research and really understand what are the replacement products that exist in your market? So what does your competition look like? You know, what are those alternatives? And maybe those could even include do-it-yourself solutions where if they don't buy from somebody, they may just try to duct take something together and do it themselves. And then if they choose you instead of doing it themselves, why are they doing that? Is it time that's driving that? Is it money? Is it lack of trust or maybe all of the above? If they choose an alternative because that pain is not bad enough to justify the investment in you, why is that, right? So if they would rather, you know, waste the next six months trying to do it themselves, why are they doing that? That's an opportunity for you with when it comes to market positioning. And particularly if you're working in a, a B2B market or, you know, even B2C where you can justify, you know, if you just invest this small amount of money or it could be a large amount of money, I'm going to help you get there faster. Like what is that end result that makes it worth going with you versus them ignoring the problem or doing it themselves? And then where does your product or service honestly sit? when you compare it to your competition. And this is where you got to get real. You got to give yourself some tough love and you got to really look at where are you better? Where are you not so good? And where are you worse? Like where are you really below your competition and why? Why are you good, better, or worse. You got to get to the heart of that. Now, I know we're getting deep into some content here and we have covered five of the top things you need to know about your customer. I still have five more. So we need to hear a few words from one of our sponsors. So please give them a listen and I will be right back. Remember, they are what keeps this podcast a zoom in. Building a digital brand that stands out and connects with your audience and clients online is imperative for success. Businesses everywhere are learning how to adapt to the new normal. The struggle is real. Whether you're launching your first business, scaling your current business, or in need of some creative support to complete a project, Fiverr's global network of on-demand freelance talent is ready to help you Zoom. The current business climate is extra challenging, and Fiverr knows a little bit goes a long way. That's why we're working with them to launch Fiverr microgrants. Every month, up to three businesses will receive an extra boost in the form of $1,000 in Fiverr credits. You heard that right. $1,000 in Fiverr credits to use however you like. Simply hop over to pam.online slash Fiverr to learn more and apply. Again, that's pam.online slash F-I-V-E-R-R. Good luck. Terms and conditions apply. I'm back. Okay, number six thing that you need to know about your customer is how are you different? And I mean really different. How is your product or service different? How is it differentiated from your competitors? And when you tell your story about your differentiation, when you, you know, produce your marketing materials or you're doing your videos or your social media posts, do people, number one, believe your story? Okay. Do they understand it? If they don't understand it, they're not going to be able to believe it. Okay. If they don't believe it, they're not going to listen enough or watch it long enough 
to understand it. So this is where relevancy really comes in and that you need to know your customer. If you are just pushing out promotional messages and you come across as spam, like so many brands are doing today, that's why so many businesses are failing when it comes to online marketing because they are not relevant with the people that they're trying to communicate with. It's just like if you walked into a room and you were there, let's say you're at a networking event or whatever type of event it may be, and you just went in there and started babbling about something that nobody in that room could relate to, understand, comprehend, or believe. You would get ignored, right? Digital online world is exactly the same. People are going to, they've gotten really good at identifying the frauds, identifying people who are just in it for themselves. And so when you take the time to know your audience, that is how you are going to become believable. That's how you are going to prove to your audience that you care about them and your your uniqueness. So how are you different? You are going to prove to them that you are better than your competition. When you grab that attention and you earn that trust and they believe you, then they're going to listen to the reasons that you are better. Okay. So when you're looking at your competition, you also want to be looking at, even if you do have a market lead right now, how long until your competition catches up to you? And you need to keep an eye on even the areas. And we see this a lot. I own, I'm a co-founder in an agency called Marketing Nuts with my partner in both business and life. And we've been running it for close to 10 years now, worked with organizations of all sizes. And oftentimes organizations come to us and they're, a lot of times under a lot of pressure when it comes to their competition. And they will be on one of two sides. Number one, they will think that they own the market. They're like, we're the absolute best in the market. Nobody is as good as us. And sometimes people don't actually believe them or they don't know that they are the best. And then on the flip side, they may think that they are the worst and they'll see their competition that's out there all over the online web and social and digital and just has the loudest mouth. So they think they're doing better for them. And we do a lot of audits and putting together strategies for clients. And oftentimes what we find is those businesses where they thought their customer was way, their competition was way better than them actually wasn't. When we do the double click and actually look at the data, a lot of times it was just, they were the loudest mouth out there. And so, but then on the flip side, a lot of times when people um, and businesses think that they own the market, a lot of times they, they may not as much as what they think because they're just not seeing that there's some brands that aren't as loud as them. Okay. So you can't judge everything by what you're seeing online. You have to make sure that you're really doing that double click and looking kind of what's happening underneath the covers and really know how you are positioned, not only online, but also offline so that you can be understanding the how you're going to position your product so that people want to pay attention to you. So they know why you are unique, why they should, you know, click and, and consume your content and engage and want to know you more. Number eight kind of goes along with this and it's what exactly are the replacement products or services? So if they don't buy from you, who will they buy from? 
right? What are those top industry, local, national, competing brands to yours? And what are the top industry free products or replacements that they may also have, right? And if they don't buy from you, is it even going to impact their business or life? Does it really matter? And then number nine is where do they hang out both online and offline? And you want to be looking at things like, okay, when it comes to the social networks, what time of day or night are they hanging out on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter? What days of the week? Why do they hang out there? How long have they been a member of that specific network? Are they new to that platform? Uh, What communities are they a part of? What groups are they a part of? What organizations, both online and offline, are they a member of and why? Where do they hang out and what conversations are they having on those platforms? Who are they talking to? What's the tone of those conversations? Does the tone differ based upon who they talk to? Does it differ based upon each of the different social networks? So are they engaging differently? They likely are on LinkedIn versus Facebook versus Instagram versus Twitter. And how are they engaging and responding to your competition, to other people that are maybe in your local business or nationally? What type of content are they consuming for free or maybe buying? Where are they getting their news, right? That's important. A lot of people get their news from Twitter and Facebook today. It's one of the key destinations, Google News as well. Are they watching traditional TV? How frequently are they visiting these different social networks, communities, and channels that they spend time on? Why? Right? Those are all the questions you need to start answering. And you don't have to have the answer to all those right away, but you want to eventually really get in the head of why they're on these different platforms. And we teach this and more in our Social Profit Factor Training Academy, which you can check out as well, socialprofitfactor.com. And number 10 is what are the emotional reasons that they're going to buy from you? right? The power of emotion is really compelling and will help you exponentially grow your business when you are connecting emotionally with digital and social technologies. Because when you can understand where people are, there's a lot going on in our world today. What are their current emotions? How is your brand? How can it impact the feelings that they have of themselves and of the world. What do they want to feel versus where they are today? Do they have a need to just simply belong? You know, we all want to be part of something bigger than just ourselves. And so how can you offer that for them? Do they want to be more educated? Are they seeking a higher status? Are they looking to increase their position in the market industry or, you know, whatever niche you may be working in? Or are they looking to simply just be inspired. Like somebody just tell me some type of good news, you know, it's not just like turning on the bad um, mainstream media. I want to, I want to laugh. I want to giggle. I want to, you know, feel some emotion, maybe have a tear come to my eye because I'm watching something that's meaningful. So maybe they just want to simply be inspired and you can help them do that in a simple way. Because brands that inspire that emotional intensity receive three times as much word of mouth as less emotionally connected brands. Pretty powerful. So when we inspire our audiences to connect with us with the top goal of helping them achieve their goals, we achieve our goals by default, okay? And that is really what audience marketing does. An audience-first marketing strategy puts your customer first. It puts your customer as the number one 
priority where you're not doing anything until you're getting in the head of your customer and you are more focused on your customer than you are on your own promotional messages. So make sure you go download my buyer persona worksheet, the marketing nuts with a Z.com slash zoom buyer, as well as check out my five day buyer persona boot camp. I promise it will help you nail your buyer personas and take that first step to developing your audience first marketing strategy. Go to themarketingnuts.com slash Zoom bootcamp. And in five days, less than an hour a day, I will guide you step-by-step through video and worksheets and training and just help you very simply nail that buyer persona so that you can really make sure you know your customer and increase the ROI on every piece of content that you are creating. I wish you the most success. That's a wrap. If you're ready to zoom your business and zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.